Welcome back to SGDQ 2016. We have no idea what's going on anymore. We ask you to kindly strap in your seatbelt and hold on tight. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Hello and welcome to New Hangovers and Hand Grenades. I'm your host, Nick Bono. And after a week of hanging out and seeing people get married and getting drunk and having a grand old time, I'm here to bring you a new episode of this podcast while my dog rustles around in the background. So, but I'm I've done this take like 3 times now. I'm rolling with it. If he ruins the audio, that's on him. I hope he feels bad. I don't. I actually love my dog very much. Can't really help him uh from being a, a noisy little brat sometimes. But either way, this all being said, um today's topic, let's talk about other than my dog and my awesome vacation. Um, which I have to say that taking a week off is like entirely too long. If you ask me, I did kind of a staycation idea. I went back to my hometown, as I had said in the previous episode, went and saw my friends get married, got to see a couple old friends, hang out, got really drunk, had a good time. I slept in a room full of birds. That was cool. Like I, I stayed at a house that had literally a bird room and they had a couch in the bird room. And I'm like, I call dibs on couch in bird room. And I woke up to a cockatiel right next to me. So that was that was interesting. That's uh, you know another one off the old checklist there. Wake up in room full of birds. Done. So uh, that all being said, um, I came back home. I took care of a few things. And uh, here I am now mashing together whatever I can for uh, today's episode of the podcast. And as I was looking around my house, I saw the framed picture I have of a scene from... AGDQ 2016 with Bonesaw, Patty, Darkman, and another guy on his couch that I don't remember. So I'm like, maybe we'll talk about that. And by maybe, I mean I have nothing else to go off of. Let's talk about that. So here we are, GDQ. If you don't know what GDQ is, it's um, it's a speedrunning uh, marathon that they do uh, for video games. And they they bring together all these people Um and by people, I mean speedrunners, and they sell tickets so people can watch. It goes on for a whole week. They stream it on Twitch. It's 24-7 for an entire week. They both do AGDQ, which is Awesome Games Done Quick, which is their winner version. And then they have a Summer Games Done Quick, which is SGDQ. So they run that. Um, you know, I think the first one's in January. Their winner one is their January. And their summer one airs in August, I want to say, or July. July or August, somewhere around there. So if you're into speedrunning... Um, highly recommend if you've never heard of SGDQ or, or AGDQ that you give them a give them a watch. They're really cool. There's lots of very very talented speedrunners there. Um, it's kind of cool to watch your favorite games get absolutely annihilated. That might have taken you maybe like two hours, and it takes them all of ten minutes because they know every single game breaking hack that there is in it. And it's so it's really it's a really interesting sport, quote unquote. Um, as people do retire from it, so. Uh, I don't know if you can retire from a hobby. It is uh, something that you know a lot of people uh, kind of support as a sport, I guess, in a way. There's a lot that goes into it either way. Um, but that all being said, uh, there's the picture, as I said, of a gentleman named Bonesaw. And in particular, a picture of him from SGDQ 2016. Why do I have a picture of a speedrunner on my wall? Well... It kind of goes way back. So let's start with the beginning of SGDQ and AGDQ. It actually started off in 2011, 
and they are a charity donation. They started off um, as a small group of speedrunners that got together in a guy's basement, and eventually it grew into something much, much, much more. It, it is absolutely insane um, what these guys are capable of raising for charity. To kind of give you an idea and perspective, in 2011, at the AGDQ event, they only raised $50,000, but at the SGDQ event, they raised $20,000, both for charity, um, for different foundations. They tend to support different charities uh, for each event. But in 2018, they raised over $2 million at both events, which was just absolutely nuts. And I was watching it. I've been watching them for a few years now, both live and on the YouTube uh, channel that they have there. So again, if it's something that you might be interested in, check them out. on YouTube, they post everything. You can scroll through, see if you can find one of your favorite games or something that might bring back some nostalgia. But here's the thing: is that you know, as things start to get bigger, obviously a lot of controversy kind of comes along with it, and issues come along with it, and so on and so forth. But the one that really stands out in GDQ's history is SGDQ 2016. The Jack and Daxter run with Bonesaw 577, a Canadian cosplayer who happens to speedrun as well, was able to speedrun Jack and Daxter at roughly 2 in the morning. Now, I actually sat down and, and rewatched it, and if I'm going to pull a, a Rush Limbaugh here. I don't know if you can hear I have my notebook here. This is, this is what Rush Limbaugh does. If you ever tune into him, he just smacks around paper and is... Formerly nicotine, nicotine stained fingers, but uh, unfortunately mine are not formerly nicotine stained. Nicotine, nicotine, nicotine stained. They are still very much nicotine stained. So that all being said, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here real quick, and then start my rant. So this this goes on to be one of the greatest runs in GDQ history. It was the most well received run. And possibly the peak of a GDQ. And unfortunately, when you reach the peak, there's going to be changes. So to kind of, again, put this whole thing into perspective. Um, and again, go go watch the, the episode or the, the watch the whole run on YouTube. Just look up Jack and Daxter speed run or look up Bonesaw 577. It's one of the funniest freaking speed runs you will ever see. And he doesn't even refer to it as a speed run. He just calls it a slow let's play because he does so bad at it that it's and he doesn't even do bad. I shouldn't say he does bad. He does really well as far as like, I don't know, doing the run from a casual player standpoint. I think he did well. I don't know all the ins and outs and the mechanics, but for a guy that got off a plane from Canada to do a speed run at 2 a.m. and have possibly... Like, no food in his... We don't know the real story about why he was so just delusional, I guess, at that point. I would be, too, if I was, you know, all hopped up on nerves and, and unable to sleep and all this stuff. So, he, he starts his run. And it's... And granted, keep in mind, this is a two-hour estimated run. I think it's a uh, two hours and 15 minutes estimate. And so... He starts his run, and everything seems kind of normal. Most of the time that these runners are doing their runs, they have a couple people on the couch behind them that do commentary, or the runner themselves does the commentary, and the couch just kind of fills in. 
most of the commentary is normally about what they're doing in the game, maybe some history of the game, how they do the the tricks and such, and who might have might have like learned of the tricks, like you know the people that were the forerunners for the speed runs, and who was the routers and all this stuff, and shoutouts, whatever, and so on and so forth. Needless to say, nine times out of ten, the commentary is primarily about the video game. Very rarely do you see them ever deviate away. Maybe they'll throw in a little joke here and there, but normally they're talking about the game. That all being said, that was not the case with this run, and that's why it was heralded as possibly one of the greatest runs in GDQ history. Like I, Again, I am such a huge fan of this run, and it's so disappointing because I love what he did for the community in that moment because it really was a time where you could see the runner's personality come through and the interaction with the audience and the interaction uh, between him and his couch and all this stuff. It was it was great. And there has yet to be a run or a pair of people or a group of people doing the runs that are anything close to him. The closest, the closest, the closest that you will get to this is when two gentlemen at GDQ 2018 uh, did a run of Borderlands prequel, uh, and it was really good. The guys were super funny. They did a really good job with Ron and all this stuff. But regardless, it still wasn't up to what Bonesaw and Patty were doing for two hours, which might as well have just been a comedy routine. So either way, let me just let me get my notebook here, and we'll we'll start kind of going down the line here. So, um. Another thing I want to kind of point out is a lot of these runners will play in a foreign language, and in this case, Bonesaw actually plays Jack and Daxter in Japanese. And a lot of the times people say that that's because of the fact that um, Japanese has fewer characters when it comes to text boxes. So any sort of text box-based uh, games, they tend to play in uh, you know different languages to kind of reduce the time. Um, also, sometimes there's just different patches for those ones, um, different things that they can break. So this all being said... Um, you know, we have, uh, three people on the couch, but primarily Patty is the guy that is going to be doing most of the commentary along with Bonesaw. These guys have the best back and forth. It is absolutely hilarious. So the run starts off, like I said, kind of normal. They're talking about the run. They're making a couple jokes here and there. I mean, they're, they're making jokes like, you know, we need to change the name of the, uh, stream to, be social eating as Bonesaw starts to eat a cookie and share it with everyone. Um, and this is kind of a precursor to where this run is going to go because uh, he starts by making a reference as there's a cutscene going on that they're watching an anime and that the chick in the anime cutscene, I guess we'll call it, uh, looks really hot, but she's dead, but she's still hot. Where Patty then refers back to that as necrophilia. So Bonesaw immediately retracts his statement and goes, she's pale but hot. <laughs> so we start to see kind of a little bit of the cracks, you know, very, very early on. But nothing that would have made us think that we were going to go down the rabbit hole we did. So one thing that we have to keep in mind that it's seven minutes into the run, they make a reference to the objectives that they're gathering as car keys and that every time they grab a hold of one of these um, objectives, we'll call them uh, Jack actually grabs it and screams while holding it above his head. 
and this turns into a whole thing about how if you were to find your car keys on the table, could you imagine finding them on the table, grabbing them, and then hoisting them in the air as high as you could and then screaming as loud as you could because you were so excited that you found your car keys? Or doing this with really any object, to be honest. But this all being said, so we start to see kind of a couple jokes come through. They're making fun of the Japanese um, in a probably just like a poke fun kind of way, a stereotypical Japanese, like nothing you wouldn't see outside of South Park, really, you know, th- that kind of humor. But where it really starts to get interesting is about 20, 27, 30 minutes into the run. He asks the audience to tweet at Air Canada saying blame Canada because of the fact that he was like kind of in a rough spot from his flight. He's not too thrilled that how Air Canada kind of treated the the flight experience, I guess. Either way, so he asks an audience, and you have to imagine this is a couple hundred people that are watching him do this speed run, and uh, you know, a couple thousand more um, or tens of thousands more watching on Twitch, and he's saying, hey, everybody, go tweet at Air Canada, blame Canada, hashtag SGDQ. So this is his first strike because in the end, Bonesaw was ultimately banned from doing runs or submitting runs until 2018. So we're going to say this is strike one. Because here's the thing. The the staff at GDQ has yet to comment on exactly why he was banned. So this is really going to revolve around a lot of why we think he got banned and what the controversy really truly is. So this so he, he goes on to say you know tweeted air canada you have to remember there's a large charity donation happening meanwhile for the prevent cancer foundation so the prevent cancer foundation has their name all over this gdq event we got a guy here that's saying tweet at air canada blame canada hashtag gdq uh so I can see where GDQ might have gotten a little upset. You know, we I wouldn't want my name blasting another company that's much larger than my own while I'm trying to raise a charity donation um, to to this whole thing. So either way, uh, so you have to keep in mind also that this whole event takes place inside of a hotel. So there's probably people trying to sleep. It takes place in their their ballroom kind of area um, of this hotel. And Bonesaw just keeps kind of feeding into this audience as he dives deeper and deeper into delirium. He starts telling the audience to pretty much just go nuts, and which the audience kind of starts to. They kind of join along in the delirium of a 2 a.m. speed run. So a couple other things happen, more jokes, more jokes. And at 36 minutes... He starts to talk about a pinball game that happens to be there at the event as well. So at these GDQ events, they not only have the area where they do the speed runs literally 24-7 for five days, but they have a whole nother section where you can go and and play games that they got set up and other, you know, pinball machines. It's It's a huge event. And, you know, hopefully one day I'll be able to actually get to see one in person. I would love to do that. But he goes on to say to start talking about this black knight pinball game and he's like you guys should really go check out this black knight <laughs> pinball game that's out there and they start singing the theme song from that that video game you got the power you got the power fighting the black knight so there's a pinball machine here 
And it's amazing. It's got the best soundtrack. Black Knight 2000. Ever. It's called Black Knight 2000. And we stayed up until like 5.30 last night playing this pinball game. <laughs> you start doing well. Out of nowhere, this machine just has like this chorus coming. Yeah, it has. Yeah. You can do it, you can do it. <laughs> just playing a pinball game. Yeah. It's the most important pinball game of your life. All the sudden, Black Knight, a lot is at stake here. The kingdom is at stake. And the Black Knight gets all up in your grill. Yeah. <laughs> no way. No way. You got the power. Either way, so we move on. There's some more jokes. Like, There's really, at this point, no going back. Because we're at about 44 minutes. And Patty makes a comment uh, that yields no real laughs. And when Bonesaw kind of... He's been heckling Patty this whole time. And he goes, Patty, just shut up. Just shut up. And so Patty's like, okay. And takes off his headphones and starts to walk away. And Bonesaw legitimately thinks that he... Uh, offended Patty at this point. So now we're kind of getting into the rougher side of things. You know, the the mood is starting to take a shift at this point. We're only a half hour in of this two-hour speed run, and the mood is starting to change. So we move along to about the 58-minute mark. So we're about an, an hour into this run. And those cracks that we had kind of started seeing in the beginning are now beginning to grow more. This is where we start to see the run really far fall apart okay um bonesaw essentially is completely going off the rails he's talking like a madman he's just gibbering on so on and so forth everybody's just the crowd is gone like just absolutely weird i guess is how i'm gonna say it because they start clapping at everything so again it's 2 a.m in a hotel and you have this audience of a couple hundred people just clapping for no real reason uh, so I'm assuming that, you know, the reason why the GDQ staff then holds up a sign that says less applause. So they, they literally hold up a little whiteboard from off camera, um, you know, kind of behind where, where Bonesaw is, uh, playing. So if Bonesaw is facing the screen behind that screen, uh, is the GDQ staff holding up a sign that says less applause, uh, to the audience. So this I'm assuming this is GDQ's event to start or GDQ's attempt to start kind of trying to wrangle things in a little bit. They're starting to see that this whole thing is going off the rails a little bit as well. And so they hold up a sign that says less applause. Well, this this does nothing. They they nobody cares at this point what GDQ has to say. They just continue going on. So uh there's a number of of uh donations that are rolling in that are also starting to fuel this fire a little bit more. Um, you know, people that are literally saying clap, 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 clap in their comments. Um, because when you donate to this event, uh, you can donate any dollar amount and they really encourage that, you know, it's, it's from $5 to $20,000, you know, people donate a wide range. Uh, and you can include a small comment that, you know, potentially could be read during the live stream, which is really cool. So, but now we've got people starting to kind of join in on this this humor that gdq i think is starting to try and snuff out so we're an hour into it and bonesaw decides that he's getting hot so he takes off his jacket and he puts on sunglasses so now he's got a pair of reflective aviators like cop killers and he's sitting there playing jack and daxter inside 
and at this point we know that it's just, it's gone like there's no chance they're getting this back so either way he puts on his sunglasses he starts playing bone <laughs> patty gives bonesaw a massage the audience continues to clap it's just chaos at this point and then a donation rolls in and makes the comment i've never seen such a great run of naruto and pikachu so this is where the ball really starts to get rolling with this whole this is an anime Naruto and Pikachu, the quest for the car keys, uh, because this whole time they've been referencing these car keys and there's just been joke and joke and joke and joke about the car keys. I won't go into great detail about every single freaking thing that happens in this run. I really want you to go out and watch it. I think it's well worth the time to sit down and watch this run if you're really interested in speed runs. But this is honestly one of the funniest things you will possibly watch, even if you aren't interested in speed runs or what's happening on the screen. 98% of what they talk about isn't about the speed run. So then they move on. And this is the second strike we see. There's a reference to Owen Wilson made at the hour and nine minute mark. Jump. You can actually jump. Actually? <laughs> I'm starting to sound like Owen Wilson now. It's 2 a.m. You, you can actually jump. It's amazing. You can actually jump. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. Wow. It's incredible, yeah. really. This speedrun is actually pretty impressive. I mean, Naruto and Pikachu working together, solving the problem. Are we still going on with that? I am too. Because it's so... Owen Wilson loves anime. <laughs> From that point on, Bonesaw essentially was doomed to be banned. Um, he had made reference to Owen Wilson... And so, you know, these comments start coming in. They're making fun of Owen Wilson. And Owen Wilson isn't the only guy that they make fun of. I think in total, he makes fun of about eight or nine different celebrities, um, you know, including Brian Cranston from Godzilla, Ben Affleck, uh, Russell Crowe, Mark Wahlberg, Jim Carrey, Rob Schneider, um, Vince Vaughn, you know, pretty much anything. They literally pull up owen wilson's imdb and start just riffing off of every movie he's been in so it, it is just absolutely incredible that they were getting away with it as long as they were because they don't actually get asked to stop making jokes about as they then refer to as o-dog uh and they don't get asked to stop uh, making jokes about him until about an hour and 55 minutes in. So almost a full hour later is when they're asked to stop talking about all these celebrities. Yeah, we failed 75% of the tricks in this run. We've been instructed to stop talking about Owen Wilson. Oh, so. Poor forgot Owen. all about that remake, dude. Wait, what? Of what? The Starsky and Hutch remake. Oh, yes. I'd like to remind you that we've been instructed to stop talking about Owen I've got it out of my system now, dude. <laughs> Then good. who else can we talk about? But Owen Wilson, no more Owen. Oh. So we've been to saying. That maybe the first half hour was actual like normal speed run 
banter, you know, where they talk about the mechanics of the game a little bit and here and there. And the comments kind of are normal and the audience is kind of normal. But after that half hour mark, it just all goes downhill. So he makes this reference to Owen Wilson and the jokes start coming. The jokes just start coming. So the run is so far out of control at around the hour mark that the GDQ staff puts up another sign asking, why are we doing this? And then they change the sign to say, we're all going down together. So quite literally, the GDQ staff knows that this run is going to potentially cement itself in history as something that will never, ever happen again in another GDQ. So they they hold up these signs saying, we're all going down together. Why are you doing this? For the love of God, please stop. And then that's when they make the reference to Brian Cranston's Godzilla. Anyways, Bonesaw, much like myself, has very little control over the volume of his voice. So at this point, he is now screaming, essentially, and he gets the dirtiest look from the audio station. And the reason we know this is because, meanwhile, throughout this whole time, Patty has been doing such a great job of just commenting on everything he's been doing and everything that the GDQ staff is doing. So Patty is just really feeding into this whole thing, uh, at least for a little while. He actually does start to try and reel it back in, uh, but soon after that, just immediately stops. But anyways... So the reason why I bring up the Owen Wilson thing is because despite having been asked an hour later to not make fun of literally almost any any actor, I guess, um, you know, he was also like kind of taking the jokes too far. Some people feel or just in, in general um, asking people to tweet at Owen Wilson uh, so this is the whole thing is that I think primarily why Bonesaw was banned from the GDQs um, for a year, believe it or not, uh, which is absolutely absurd, um, was the fact that I think he was just poking too many bears with the GDQ name behind it and with the charitable donations of um, you know the Prevent Cancer Foundation. I think he's just poking one too many bears with that name. Uh, unfortunately, because he was absolutely freaking hilarious. So he eventually makes a joke also that kind of took a stab at GDQ as a whole, uh, as he's making jokes about Rob Schneider. And he goes on to say that being at a GDQ isn't all that it's cracked up to be. So that could also have been it that he just took a direct swing at GDQ because GDQ for a while, even leading up to this was starting to get some controversy about how much, fun you could actually have as a runner or as a participant at these events these days because i think 2016 was really the time that gdq put its foot down on what kind of content they were willing to allow as far as what you can talk about and how you could act in your interaction with you know the people around you really um because even when i said that there was a run that was very similar to this one done in 2018 uh, it wasn't exactly the same. It was funny. They were, they had really good banter, but it wasn't the same kind of just over the top 2 a.m. delirious kind of run. So, so that all being said, the other issue is that throughout this run, Bonesaw said fuck three times. So some people think that it also could have been that, that 
Bonesaw was banned for saying fuck three times. And very much, yes, I, I can see, but not for a year. I don't think that a year is appropriate to ban somebody for saying fuck. Um, I think this all really boils down to the jokes of Owen Wilson and him directly just not not listening to the GDQ staff. I mean, the GDQ staff didn't really seem to be overly upset with him because they didn't pull him immediately. They didn't pull down the content on YouTube. As I said, you can go and watch this whole thing unravel. Um, so, you know, we got to really wonder, you know, why, what was it that was the final nail in the coffin for these guys to say, Hey, you know, you're done. You're, you're not able to come back for another year. So, uh, you know, all throughout this at the end, um, you know, towards the end of the run, they, they're completely delirious. Uh, the GDQ staff, uh, drew, uh, you know, essentially a picture of the Titanic on the whiteboard that they were using to try and communicate with the guys. Um, they, they piped in during the, the jokes of Owen Wilson around the two hour mark saying like, Hey, you guys can't be doing this. And they blatantly ignore it. So this all being said, you know, the rumor gets out that Bonesaw after the run has been banned from GDQ and he goes on to tweet out the following. Uh, Some people have been hitting up, hitting up my DMs asking me what I'm submitting for a GDQ, though I don't mind the occasional mail concerning what my speed run plans are for future GDQ events. I feel you all have the right to know that due to some of the things that happened slash were said slash were done at SGDQ 2016, I have been barred from submitting games to both ADGQ and SGDQ 2017. Submissions on my part will allowed be allowed again in 2018. So that was a direct comment from Bonesaw um, shortly after you know the whole debacle happened. But unfortunately, here we are in 2018. And he has since tweeted uh, in April that this will be the first year that he doesn't attend a single GDQ event and that he feels kind of indifferent about it now, though, because, again, all of his submissions were declined in 2018 when he's the bar has been lifted. He submitted stuff and they said no. And I think that's absolutely absurd. Just let the guy freaking do the speed run. Ease off on your 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 bars of of humor. I mean, even GDQ is doing this whole political campaign, if you will, of like everybody's saying GDQ, you can't have fun, but look at us, we're all having fun. I think it's like this whole like they got caught being a little bit too much, and now they're trying to make up for it, but they're also very much keeping it at, at arm's length the things that made it so successful of a run while he's gone on to say the bone size should say has gone on to say that you know he doesn't have any sort of um disdain towards the gdq staff he says i don't blame anybody at gdq for my performance or for the decision at hand and neither should anyone else anyone looking to brandish their pitchforks and torches should not do so i'm not going to comment further on the subject I fully respect the decision. Though I cannot submit games to the events, I can still attend the event slash do commentary and all that jazz. Though I cannot play, I haven't written off attending future GDQ events. So maybe I'll go to another in the future. 
just felt like those who concerning have the right to know. Sorry for the unfortunate situation, and thanks for understanding. So here we are. He doesn't have any sort of real issues about it, but again, in his 2018 statement, he says he feels kind of indifferent about it now. Now, this is kind of where I get upset with GDQ, that I feel that we're starting to see a shift in the culture of GDQ. You know, what What can we really expect? I mean, they're turning into almost a giant machine of creating money for a charitable event, and they have to watch what they do now. And unfortunately, as you get bigger, this is the consequences that come along with it. You can't have just any random run going awry like you have to have rules you have to have these kind of things in place to stop from you know stop runners from being able to say and do whatever they want that might make not only gdq look bad but also might make their beneficiaries also look bad so i don't know in the end i'll still watch the gdqs i'll still support them i'll still support bone saw uh, and patty alike if you want you can actually support them too. go to twitch.tv forward slash bone saw 577 or twitch.tv forward slash patty to uh, watch those guys on their streams they both are um, they both host other streamers and do speed runs um, and you can follow them on twitter as well uh, see some of the cosplay work that bone saw does so Make sure you check out my Facebook page. Make sure you check out the SoundCloud. Go to iTunes. Go to whatever podcast app you have. If I'm not on there, let me know. I'll get myself on there. Check out my Instagram now. You can find it at Horse Grenades on Instagram. I post a lot of dumb stuff about dumb things, including my dumb self. So, this all being said, I leave you with the words of Patty. Until next time, I'm Nick Bono. And remember, close enough is good enough. Bye. I'll go out in the hallway and scream after this run is done. I won't do it here. Just internalize the anguish. Compress it into diamonds. (laughs) 